Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know. I just, I, I get moving with the commercial. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. Lauren. Lauren's going to be our host today. If those of you that do not know, Lauren Sweeney is a team member, a core coach and trainer with Rise Up For You. And we're going to be collaborating today and having a great discussion. So I'm going to pass that over to you, Lauren. Netta, so excited to be here with you today and hello to everyone watching us or listening on the podcast. So we want to talk about emotional intelligence and I know it's something, Netta, that you're passionate about. You were just featured about it in a magazine as well. How have you seen people make mistakes with emotional intelligence? And and I hear you have seven things that you actually want to go over in that realm. I, a little birdie told me, you know, it's one thing to teach emotional intelligence and it's one thing to think that you've learned it, but then how do you actually implement it? And what are some things that people do incorrectly when they're implementing it? Yeah. So you're right, Lauren. So as you know, because you work with us here at Rise Up For You, and those of you that are friends and connected with me on LinkedIn, I talk about emotional intelligence a lot. We do a lot of emotional intelligence training. It's probably our top training right now that we do with corporations. Um, most popular training, you know, we get hundreds of people to sign up for our training specifically with EQ. But what no one's really talking about, which I think it's really important to bring to the forefront, is you nailed it, Lauren. It's the mistakes that we make while we're building emotional intelligence. And I know you're probably thinking, can you make mistakes while building EQ? You can. You can. There's a couple that, that we can tend to, to build that we want to make sure that when we're getting this EQ, when we're getting the learning and the training of EQ, these are seven mistakes that we want to avoid. So very, very important conversation for those of you that are watching if you know working professional if you're an hr and executive you're definitely gonna want to watch this right now because these are the things that again we don't really think about that can be a game changer in our learning process absolutely so let's start with the first one netta what is and are they in a particular order are they in order of importance or just seven of them just seven of them and then you can prioritize them <laughs> so if you're i love it you can decide. But the first one that I think is the most dominant one that I see quite often is that we lose empathy and we gain ego. And I know mm. you're probably saying we lose empathy and gain ego while we're building EQ. Yes, because this is what I call the learner syndrome. Have you ever had that syndrome where you said, well, I'm emotionally intelligent. I've been studying EQ and what you, just, what you just did wasn't emotionally intelligent, right? So that's a sign of actually a loss of empathy and a building of EQ. And this tends to happen a lot. So when we're learning a skill, then we tend to negate other people that maybe aren't as far along with that skill. Okay. And so sometimes we see this in meetings, for example. So when somebody says to a leader, 
you're not acting very emotionally intelligent right now, right? So that's the ego that's coming out in the individual and they start to lose empathy for other people that are maybe in a different journey when it comes to building those soft skills. So definitely in your learning process, we wanna make sure that we take ownership over our learning and that we continue to show empathy and patience and mentorship with other individuals that might be in a different place in their journey. Very, very, very important. We wanna make sure that we're not shaming other people and telling other people that they're not being emotionally intelligent. That's the opposite of emotional intelligence. So that's the one. That's a good one. You know, then we're like using it against people and it defeats the whole purpose. We're trying to connect. We're trying to bridge gaps, not create more of them by thinking we're superior because we've learned a skill. Right. Or, or again, even just even just telling somebody, you know, uh, you're not being very emotionally intelligent right now. Well, that statement is not emotionally intelligent in itself. Right. So we want to make sure that even if we are learning, if even if we are becoming a little bit more advanced in our soft skills, that we're taking that ownership personally and we're not pushing it on to anybody else. Part of being emotionally intelligent is understanding how to shift and change and be socially aware with every single person that's in the room. So that's mm -hmm. the first one. Mm -hmm. All right. Did you guys take notes? That's number one. Bring <laughs> us no number two, Netta, number two. Number two, which again is one of my, all of these are my favorites. So I'm going to say that all seven times. Number two is just because you learn emotional intelligence doesn't mean you are emotionally intelligent. Okay. Because as we know, specifically with soft skills and building emotional intelligence, it's not enough to know. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the knowledge is very easy to understand. And I say this all the time. Soft skills are very easy to comprehend. They're very easy to digest. Like we know we should be empathetic, be great leaders, have effective communication, build self-awareness, manage our motivation, right? Those are all things that all individuals say, yep, common sense, we get it. But the reason why soft skills and emotional intelligence are so challenging is because understanding is not enough. It's not like two plus two equals four. Once we get it done, we have it for the rest of our life. We actually have to build the muscle, okay? And that takes months, that takes years, that takes constant work to build your emotional intelligence and your soft skills. So just because you read a book about emotional intelligence or you do a training on emotional intelligence doesn't mean that you are now an EQ expert and that you're actually exercising emotional intelligence on a daily basis. I mean, I practice this every day of my life. We're training on it every day of our life. And I still have moments where I slip up, right? It's an everyday practice. I love that. Because we evolve as people and the whole emotional intelligence is about learning about ourselves and then learning about others. And it's always moving and growing and developing. Absolutely. And life evolves too, right? So, you know, you might be the most amazing human in the world and then God forbid something really tragic happens and then it just completely wipes you out. And now you have to rebuild that EQ muscle, right? Or you have to learn how to manage stress or you have to learn how to manage your reactions or find motivation when you lost it. So this is very common. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's be, being a lifelong learner and having that growth mindset. Yes, yes. So that's step number two. Step number three is one that people often um, don't realize until it happens is that then that's when you're initially learning about EQ and doing the deep dive and self-awareness that you take steps back emotionally. Okay. 
And the reason why this happens is because the first pillar of emotional intelligence is self-awareness and it's self-management. So it's really like putting a magnifying glass on yourself. And if you're serious about building your emotional intelligence, and if you're serious about your growth, then you're going to do the deep dive. And when you do the deep dive, it sometimes can take you into a place of reflection. And it might take you a couple of steps back emotionally when you recognize maybe some of the pain that you have, when you recognize some of the triggers, when you recognize some of the beliefs that you have, you know, especially when you're doing an assessment on yourself. And maybe you're, and this is a practice that we do at Rise Up For You, where we ask other people to assess us as well. When you get that feedback and you recognize that, oh, people said some things about you that you didn't think were true. So again, you can take little steps back emotionally as you build self-awareness. So this is just something for people to be conscious of, right? So, you know, I always use this example when I was an executive and I had 200 team members assess me because I was trying to build my leadership and my EQ. And the results that I got back weren't pretty. (laughs) They weren't nice. So even though it was something that I needed to hear to grow, there was a couple of days in the week where I went into a little bit of a slump because I had the realization that maybe I'm not as good of a leader as I thought I am, right? So that reflection and that self-awareness, it can take us a couple steps back initially, but the more we continue to work on it, then we'll take huge leaps forward. I love that. Remembering it's a process. And it's a journey and to be kind to ourselves and to those around us as we're journeying through and growing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The fourth step we've kind of already touched upon, but I I like to keep it in a separate category and that's forgetting to maintain. Okay. So when we build EQ and maybe let's say we're going good for a couple months, people think our leadership is awesome. We feel confident. We forget to maintain it. And then when something happens out of nowhere, again, life, life happens, something in the workspace, something with a leader, then all of those behaviors start to creep up on us. Okay. So we really want to, we really want to make this a practice every day to maintain the EQ on a consistent level, the maintain emotional intelligence. Now I know when I say EQ, it sounds very surfacey, but I want to remind everybody that emotional intelligence is 18 competencies that we use every single day of our life. Okay, so that's emotional awareness, accurate self-assessment, self-confidence, internal motivation, that's transparency, that's adaptability, that's growth mindset, that's emotional and stress management, right? That's just the first two pillars. Then we have social awareness, empathy, nonverbal cues and acceptance and tolerance, leadership, coaching, conflict management, being relatable, solution-oriented. Did I get all of them? Just <laughs> Can you tell we do this a lot? (laughs) So those things we're using on a daily basis. So we need to continue to maintain them constantly. Absolutely. The the maintenance and the growth of them. So that was the fourth. What is the fifth one? Yes. The fifth one is not putting EQ in a box. Okay. So we have to recognize and we have to understand that the big picture of emotional intelligence is understanding that everybody has a different style of communication. Everybody has different beliefs. Everybody has different thoughts. And so the core of emotional intelligence is that you can adjust accordingly. Okay. What doesn't work is when you put it in a box. So for example, one of the strategies that we use is positive, constructive, positive, right? When it comes to feedback, but that's only one strategy. And the reason why that's only one strategy out of a whole bucket of strategies 
is because not everybody resonates with that strategy. And so that's very important to remember that when you're building emotional intelligence, when you get a couple strategies, don't stop there because some of those strategies aren't going to work for your people or your team members, right? So the more you can learn, the more strategies you can gain, the more you can put in your, in your toolbox, the better. Okay. So I've had leaders, for example, say, well, you, you taught me positive, constructive, positive. And I said, well, I also taught you social awareness and learning who your team member is, right? So I'll tell you, if I had a leader and they did positive, constructive, positive, it wouldn't work for me because Mm -hmm. I'm black and white gal. Like, tell me what you want. Don't sugarcoat, don't fluff, and I'll make it happen, (laughs) right? So like all the positive for me is like, I don't need it. Just what do you you want done, okay? And so we have to recognize that everyone's going to be a little bit different. And so that's why it's, that's why when we teach EQ Lauren, we have like 16, 20 different strategies so that you can use your emotional intelligence to say, which method do I use here? Or how do I approach this conversation? It's not going to be in a box. It's not going to be cookie cutter. That's right. Because relationships are not cookie cutter and it's our own self-awareness. Then it goes out to the others, right? For the first two pillars is about us. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was our fifth. Bring it on. Number six. Okay. I like this one. So number six is that we stop at pillar number one, which is mm-hmm. building emotional awareness and expression, right? And confidence. So now the reason why this one comes up to me is because we had a client last week. I had a client last week that said, Netta, I expressed myself. Okay. I expressed myself and I was confident as you mentioned, and it didn't go well. I was like, okay, well, tell me what happened so we can coach through it. Well, she didn't express herself in the best way, meaning she lost management over her expression, okay? So it's really important that we understand that emotional intelligence isn't just being about being being emotionally aware and then expressing it. You have to manage your expression, okay? You have to maintain your expression and make sure that you're changing it according to the person that you're talking to. I can throw a chair at the wall and say, I expressed myself. That's not emotionally intelligent, right? Right. So we really want to make sure that beyond the expression, beyond building the confidence, that we know how to manage it and communicate it in an effective manner. And that's very important. Absolutely. Because it has to be received. And we can't just lose all consciousness when we're speaking. That doesn't have a good impact for us or the, the others. Yes, but the so what we see is that because so many individuals and we're we I mean our research is showing this, our work shows this, we can read about it in multiple articles. I mean, you can do the research. I really encourage people to do the research, but many individuals have a hard time with expressing themselves, okay? And Lauren, you know that we assessed over a thousand working professionals in the last six months, and 82% of them said they struggled with confidence. Well, that's in the first pillar. Okay, so expressing yourself, emotional awareness and confidence fall under the first pillar. So when people do it, because it's not a common thing for them, it's a great win for them. And it's awesome that they're starting to express themselves. They're being more confident, but they stop there. Right. They're like, oh, I had a win. And then they forget to take it to the next stage, which is, okay. now I need to manage how I express myself. Now I need to manage how I'm communicating confidently. Now I need to manage, you know, how I'm expressing with different people that are in the room. And so we can go the wrong way if we don't add all of those elements of EQ. Absolutely. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that they all go together and they go together in an important order. And there's a reason for that order. And it's like a cycle, right? Learning about ourselves, having better awareness. All right. And Absolutely. what is, what's the next common mistake you see with EQ? So this is for all my leaders out there. Okay. One common mistake that I see with emotional intelligence is that we lose the ability to assert. We lose the ability to give direction and clarity and still create expectations. So what we see commonly is that when leaders are building that emotional intelligence, they're really focusing on empathy and understanding, right? Because as a leader, sometimes it can be difficult to understand your team, especially if they're not motivated or maybe they're not producing results. You know, most of the time leaders become leaders because they're high functioning in one, in one capacity, right? Maybe they're high functioning in sales. They're high functioning in development. They might need help when it comes to developing people, but they're usually pretty strong in an area, which is why they got that leadership position. Okay. So a lot of times leaders are working on that empathy component. They want to understand, they want to try to put themselves in the shoes of the team members. They want to try to coach, they want to mentor. But what happens sometimes is that they go to the extreme. So they want to be empathetic. They want to coach and mentor. And in doing that process, they forget to assert expectations. And then potentially team members can lose clarity. They can walk all over the leadership. And then it just becomes a little bit of a cluster. So we want to make sure that as a leader, you're still displaying empathy. I completely hear what you're saying. I understand how challenging it is right now during COVID-19. I understand there's a lot of stress, financial stress, mental stress, health stress. And we're with you. Any way that we can support you, we're here to support you. But I want to remind you that as a company, there are still some expectations that we have to withhold. Let me reiterate them for you. And then let's see how we can work together to ensure that we both have success. So you see what I'm doing here? That last component is very important. So it is possible to show empathy and to be kind and to mentor and coach while simultaneously saying, we still have some standards here that we need to hit. Okay, we, we can't let the whole company fold. We can't let the whole team go under. We still got to make sure we're meeting these marks. How do we bring the two together? Absolutely. Absolutely. It takes a lot. That's why it's a constant process. Working on it, evolving with it, getting feedback, going back. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I'm tired every day. <laughs> because, you know, when we do so much training and we do a lot of coaching and our, you know, we have to be, or I have to be, and I know you as well, emotionally aware. You know, we you know when yeah. I go into a training and there's, let's say there's 500 people or there's 40 people or there's 30, I have to be very conscious about who's in the room, even virtually, because mm -hmm. that's going to, that's going to modify how I speak, how I show up, you know, what I wear, like those things are very, very important. So every day when you're on camera or when you're training or when you're coaching, emotional intelligence has to be at the forefront. I have to, I have to continuously ask myself, am I coming off empathetic? Am I mentoring right now? Am I being socially aware? Am I using verbiage that's going to resonate? All of those things are a part of emotional intelligence. And sometimes I feel that emotional intelligence, it, the word doesn't do justice to the actual meaning of what it is. You know, again, those 18 competencies that really are our entire life that we do every single day, we exercise every single day. 
whether it's with our loved ones or in the professional workspace. So sometimes I catch myself saying EQ and I'm like, ah, I wish there was, there's more to it just being EQ, you know, because today it's becoming that buzzword, but it's really important to understand that there's a lot of depth behind EQ and really every single challenge that we see in the workspace right now that has to do with people, diversity, equity, and inclusion, effective communication, leading remotely, maintaining company culture, helping your team get motivated, it all falls under emotional intelligence under those 18 competencies. But again, you know, I'm seeing a little bit of a movement with emotional intelligence, you know, and I know you are too, Lauren, where we're seeing more of it online. You know, we're getting a lot of requests for training, a lot of requests for coaching, but I'm also starting to see the flip side of it. The more we do this work on these seven mistakes. And so again, very, very important, like not losing empathy, you know, not getting more ego in the learning process. Again, that, aha, I'm building EQ. Where are you at with your EQ? Like we want to refrain from that, right? Really making sure that we keep learning. Learning doesn't mean that you can execute. Okay. Not stopping at pillar number one, continuously going. Okay. Making sure that no matter what, we're not going backwards emotionally. Like we don't stay there. So initially you're going to go backwards emotionally, right? But don't stay there. Like keep exercising the EQ because then it'll catapult you forward. Not putting emotional intelligence in a box and really making sure that you don't lose the ability to assert. I love that. So important. And they all go together and you need different ones at different times. Yes. And that takes emotional intelligence too. knowing when do I use which piece? Who am I in front of? Or am I with myself? And is it personal? Is it professional? How can I use e e really how can I myself and really make the impact that I'm Absolutely. Lauren, I think we're losing you a little bit. I think it's I think it's a sign that we have hit our LinkedIn mark <laughs> with our show. We're, yeah, you're just breaking up a little bit, but that's okay. I mean, we covered what we wanted to cover. If anybody has any questions, please message myself, message Lauren. We'd love to support you. Again, my name is Natalina Nasruddin, founder of Rise Up For You. Today, I was accompanied by Lauren Sweeney, who's uh, one of our master coaches and trainers. And don't forget that we're live every single Wednesday around this time. I believe yep. next Wednesday we have a guest. So that's going to be really, really, I know, super, super exciting <laughs> for our guests to come on. Um, so please join us, continue to share, like our video, and continue to connect with us. And again, any questions that you have, we're always here to share. Absolutely. It's great to be with you all today, and we'll see you soon. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Oh, and don't forget, we have a huge huge, huge, huge free women's leadership conference coming up, celebrating International Women's Day and Women's History Month in March. It is open to everybody. So we don't exclude anyone, but all of our content and our speakers are geared towards, towards women. Please join, join the event. It's completely free. We're just to celebrate. It's March 8th. You can head over to our Facebook or sorry, our LinkedIn, our LinkedIn page, Rise Up For You, and the event is on there and you can add in and register and we'll see you there. Awesome. Bye, everybody.